business, leadership, high performance, the journey. All right, everybody, welcome to the show here today. And I'm going to tell you this right away. I cannot wait to dive into this one because our guest today goes right down the avenue that is in my wheelhouse here. So uh, a guest here uh, today helps CEOs, celebrities, and top salespeople that are selling $20 million or more annually who still struggle. Yes, that is possible and all too common struggle with happiness, feeling fulfilled, anxiety, or depression. And he helps them make decisions with clarity and confidence and enjoy their lives and family without having to wait for retirement. So alignment is his secret weapon and futuring is his technique. So we're going to dive into exactly what that is today. But he invented futuring as a form of life design. And uh, he has a phenomenal story around starting off in pre-med. From there, he continued into acting and directing in Hollywood films and for Fortune 500 companies and... Uh, has worked with Nike Athletes, um, Academy, Grammy, and Emmy Award winners. So he's definitely been around the block with a lot of big names. And he skateboard skateboards daily. So welcome to the show. Here's JB the Wizard. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it a lot. Happy to be here. That was a gorgeous introduction there. You covered the gamut. I have nothing else left to say. You know? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody. JB, thanks for coming on, man. Not a problem to see you guys. No. <laughs> so I want to start out today's episode. First of all, you got to tell us, and I, you may get into this later, but I we got to know, JB the Wizard, where does it come from? Yo, they came from one of my clients, Charlie. He um, Basically, he, he's the one that uh, he worked with um, some rappers, got some Grammy Awards, Emmys, and we were working together. He came to me, he said, JB, my business has to go to the next level. I don't know you know, what's going on, but it needs to go to the next level. And at this point, he was already on the front cover of Runner's World magazine and all that stuff. But things weren't clicking right. They weren't. He was not reaching his full potential, right? So he knew there was more that he could be doing. And that pain, if you've experienced it, knowing you could be doing more. Everybody around you thinks you're doing great. Everybody around you thinks you're doing much better than everybody else. And you probably are. But when you know you could be going further, that's a very big pain. So that's what he had. And he, uh, we started working together. And one day he, he called me. He said, what is going on? He said, my business is unlocking. What's happening? He said, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to delete your name from my phone and I'm just putting in the wizard. I feel like you're jumping out the side of a mountain to talk to me. That's it. And that's it. And then from that point on, he called me the wizard and, and the wizard stuck. And the JB part is almost a courtesy for people who feel weird saying the wizard. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it because in talks with your assistant, you know, he, he calls you the wizard. Like he's a, he, he literally in the email he sent me this morning, the wizard would like to know as to <laughs> if there will be a video component behind the podcast. today. Oh, nice. I was like, all right, we're, we're, we're talking with somebody that's the real deal here when you go by just the wizard. That's right. You know, so. and, it, and I don't force it, right? It just keeps coming up. And then other clients were like, oh, no, I, I get it now, right? And then something else would happen crazy. And they'd be like, I can't call you anything except for that now, like, because nothing else makes sense. Funny. I, I remember when we first connected, I'm like, JB the wizard. What the hell? I got to check out this guy. <laughs> and then right. I'm like, oh. This, this dude's pretty cool. I got to get him on here. 
yeah, it's a great thing. It's like it definitely sets you apart, which is a, definitely a benchmark uh, of something that I do. And, you know, it's a great filter, too. For people who it ticks off or they don't like it or they can't take it seriously, it's like, hey, you know, have a nice day, right? We could just segregate the people right out right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, exa- yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, it's a marketing tactic that took me a long while to learn. Um, you know, you have to push away the people that you don't want. And you're going to attract the people that you really do. So definitely. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to start out the episode today by, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about futuring, exactly what that is. We're going to talk about your journey and such that you've taken to get to where you are. But I want to start first by diving into the clientele that you work with because you obviously are in a super, super niched area. You know, like I said in the introduction, you work with people that are extremely high level. I mean, selling 20 million plus celebrities, uh, like you said, Academy Award winners, Grammy Award winners, world famous uh, athletes, but they still aren't happy. So they're struggling with things like they feel out of balance. They have depression. They're anxious. You know, they just don't have that sense of fulfillment. So uh, tell us just a little, yeah, dive into detail, man. I'm so excited to hear about this as far as, you know, what have you really learned, uh, about working with clientele like this? Yeah, sure. Um, I would say it started because it, not necessarily only of my own experience in the industry of film and television and commercials and things like that, but since I was really young, my, my father made it very clear that people are people, right? And that that doesn't really change, uh, anything else we're all just humans and so one thing that people tend to forget is the is that if wherever you go you are right so if you were to go to some island you know it's still you the island doesn't solve a problem if you were to have a certain amount of money in the bank account it doesn't really solve a problem after a certain number um, which that number it tends to be 72K, which there's a whole study on that. But after that number, it doesn't really change things. You're going to have to come back and face yourself. And when you're moving from seven to eight figures, uh, you know, you're going to have to start looking at yourself because from six to seven, you're really just looking at numbers, you know, making sure it makes sense and everything. So understanding that people were people made it very easy for me to understand that these that people need help in this area and what happened for me is that I always felt that this group of people, the high performers, the high achievers, the people who are doing better than most, I really feel that they're being neglected, that they're not really being served. Because on one level, who are they supposed to reach out to? Who are they supposed to ask for help? And on the other level, everyone else is so, I don't want to say judging them, but has so much expectations on them or their money or their performance that um, they're not viewing them as people. So technically they begin to become commoditized and that hurts a lot. And so I really was very empathetic and clear on that happening, which made me say, I want to help them because no one else really is. Oh, I love that. That's, that's profound because everybody has struggles, like you said. And I th- I completely agree. I think people, the higher up you go, the lonelier, the lonelier it can definitely be. You know, there aren't a, really, you know, really sometimes it feels, I would imagine to people at that level, it feels like you're almost constricted to your peer group because there aren't a lot of people that maybe understand who you are, where you've been, how you've gotten to where you are. 
that absolutely they they don't understand how they got to that level and the peer group i mean what's nice about the peer group too is it's like you know what it took to get where you are right and then each of you realize what it took and you can speak on that level and that's powerful now you know is everyone selling that i that we help you know 20 or 100 million per year you know no but some of the common things are this you know not just anxiety not just depression but there is certainly a feeling of being misunderstood um because by the time someone hits those numbers you know they're still i don't want to say the same person but they're still that person before they hit those numbers so a lot of times what i find is when a person uh for men for example the the guys that i love working with and really we really do some powerful work with uh they tend to be married they tend to have kids they are doing better than others it doesn't mean they're selling 20 million but um they're doing better than others but they know they have so much more to go they have they typically have a concern that their wife might not be leveling up with them but they have a great awesome wife but they just want to make sure that as they level up they don't out level up or outgrow their relationship that's a very big one and so solving that problem before they hit those numbers enables them to hit those numbers with efficiency with less anxiety with less pain less depression and so that once they get there they don't have the fear of falling from that place so i actually like to deal with the problem before they get to those numbers yeah there's a lot of truth in the people that are going to go the distance with you you definitely have to grow together you know whether it's a spouse mm-hmm. whether it's a spouse whether it's uh, coworkers peers you know whoever it is that you're associating with or or people can get lost that is for sure yeah, absolutely. So, you know, they probably recognize a, a fact. They probably know for sure, hey, I'm going to hit this number. I just need to make sure that I don't get out in my own way. Because my ideal person, they know that they're unstoppable. And they know the only thing that's slightly slowing them down is themselves. So they want to be sure that they're firing on all cylinders in every area of life. They're also not willing to do that if it would sacrifice their family, right? So we're looking at alignment on all fronts, balance in all areas of life, right? Um, But not hindering their ability to be the fire, you know, the fire and the spark that they are. What's, let me ask you this, what's the first sign that you see in a lot of those people? You know, is it fear? Is it they're scared of success? Is it ego? Um, What's kind of maybe, and I'm sure it's different in everybody, but maybe what's one of the most common initial drivers that you see right away that kind of start to set off red flags for people? That like, so if I were to walk into a room, let's say, and there were maybe 10 people there and I would say this person is struggling, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um. It's interesting. So if I were to look for, I could, I could spot them a mile away. Right. So (laughs) if, if I were, what I would tend to notice is you tend to notice the person is uh, a good person. So what does it mean? It means that they are concerned about how other people are doing around them. Um, they are leading, they are leaders, they are alpha people. Um, the, the flags are super subtle. And that's the thing, you know, so the real thing is how could someone themselves know 
then it might be them. If there's a nagging thing saying, hey, I know I can do more. If you have a slight fear or concern that maybe you and your partner, spouse, whatever it might be, are not on the same page or maybe they're okay with a certain level of living, but you want a different level of living. These are all indicators for yourself that something might be a bit off. Um, the mind being very clogged, like there's so many different thoughts and you aren't sure which one to take action on. Um, everyone thinks you're doing well, but you yourself will want to try something new, but you're scared that what if you fail and you're going to lose everything that you built up, built, uh, worked so hard to build. These are these are indicators that we have in what, what I call an alignment problem, an alignment issue. Uh, if you're getting overwhelmed, depression, for sure, that's a constant. That's all. ADD, depression, and anxiety are like the benchmarks of my people. Um, I tend to think it's because of actually the increased sensitivity to others and even the world uh, is, is causing the increased ability to go to what some people might call darker, sadder places. So the darker you can go, the higher you can also go. So we need that capacity to get you to where you want to go. So that, those are some indicators I notice. But if they're walking in the street, um, or if I'm, if I'm looking, if somebody's looking in LinkedIn, how would you know that this is a person that fits our people? They're, they're just a good person. I help good people. Like if I had to put a motto out there, I work with good people <laughs> Love it. who want to make, yeah, who want to make sure that they're not getting in their own way. Yeah, and I got to say, I hopped on your website, um, futuringwiththewizard.com, and I took your free alignment test, uh, the PDF that you have on there. It was really, sure. really interesting looking through there. And anybody listening to this, absolutely check it out because you'll be really surprised at uh, very, very short, simple questions, but very, 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 very deep as far as self-awareness of, you know, have you ever thought of the this or that, or do you have feelings around? I mean, whatever. Um, I'm trying to think what some of the questions were, but, you know, as I thought, as I went through them, I brought myself back to certain points in my life and even in the present where some of those questions are like, eh, yeah, some of those things are, <laughs> some of those things are probably, you know, cause I don't think any of us are ever truly in perfect alignment. I just don't think that's possible. But it was it was uh, definitely really really uh, insightful taking that. Yeah, sure. Thanks for you know going through that. That's a big deal. I mean, a major question that you know everybody, if you're hearing this, can think about now that people on our team say to people when they're talking to them is they say, "Where are you currently in life and in business, and how do you feel about that?" That mm -hmm. opens up, that opens up um, a lot of thoughts in your own brain to start popping. Yeah, even as you and just so say that, I just mentally checked out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I just drifted off to another universe thinking about that question when you said it. Crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. get a pen and paper, listen to that, and write things down. And if you call crying, it's totally fine. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or not, you know. Yeah, I you know, I'm I'm a big believer in the self-awareness piece and you know, I I personally JB, you can you can give your feedback on this, but I think so many people are out of alignment because they are so terrified of looking at those questions, thinking about the questions, taking the time to analyze themselves, their past, everything about them to even begin to start to come to an answer. 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. The, um, you know, it's, it's what I call, this is, when I work with the people I work with, this is another point to your question about why celebrities, why high achievers, why elite people, is they have something that I call a bravery muscle, a bravery muscle. And I love these people. They tend to be salespeople. I do love salespeople um, because they flex that bravery muscle. It is scary to look at what's wrong or what's not going well. But the person who has a very low tolerance for not firing on all of their cylinders, those are my people, right? They can't, they can't stand to not fully be themselves on all fronts. And so what, some people, they'll, they'll check out at certain numbers. They'll hit a goal. Hey, this is good enough. This is a little bit like Tim's story. I was talking with um, them a bit ago, or, and Tim Grover. Um, oh, yes. Oh, it's funny I, you mention that because I was thinking of the, the, the in-gaff muscle I was thinking of as you were talking I, about this. It's similar. We didn't even talk about it. Our, our degree is the same, but like I, I was making fun of him in a in a nice way on the post, and then he messaged me. I said, "Hey, I hope that's all right, Tim." You know, and then he said, "Yeah, you know, thumbs up." So I actually put it on my uh, Instagram for a bit, but um, I make fun of his winning comments all the time. You know, winning doesn't doesn't like you, right? <laughs> that's the funniest thing about winning. So <laughs> that's the thing, right? It's like if you could tolerate not you know, doing your, your all out, then, you know, you're not my guy. That's not winning. Right. So what's yeah, going on here too part. is like, listen, if we're, if we're comfortable, you know, at a hundred thousand, if you're comfortable at 80,000 and they're like, well, I'm not driven by money. I'm driven by my family. Uh, fine. So I'm, I got six children. You know what I mean? I, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I, we're all, we're all together. We're a together family and we're building futuring together. You know, and that being said, if, if we're stopped at that, then we're not, this is a harsh thing to say, but like giving, right? Because giving, it is our family and it's the whole world too. And so the numbers are just a representation of, of what we're doing in the world. You know, money is energy, money, money is also a contract and that sort of thing. But money is able to do remarkable things. I, I do talk a lot about different people with money blocks that comes up sometimes and a, a certain attitude towards money. But, um, we understand that money enables us to be places where we physically are not that's a powerful thing and that's why i say time is very ex expensive money is very cheap so you want to use money as often as you can because it's mm -hmm. cheap right yeah so if we're Whoop, go ahead. You know, so just use it. go ahead you go no i was just gonna say yeah i i recently had the opportunity to attend uh an nlp training neurolinguistic programming training with dr matt james and he talks he, he gives a whole section on just money of the mental wow. the mental energy vibe around money and people that have blocks around money. And it was really, really neat to hear just the basic concept of those that have trouble spending it will always have trouble receiving it and finding it, getting it, attaining it. Uh, it was it was mind blowing. You know, it 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 made me think of you know, my childhood and how I was raised and thoughts around money and, oh, you know, it's, it's pretty special that you got that. And, oh, that's that's a that's a big deal, you know, and it created such a scarcity mindset around money. Yeah, it can be very tricksy. Money is tricksy. But, under you know, again, we want to have a good relationship around it because, you know, if, you, if you've got a million or a couple million or a couple hundred million, it doesn't mean that you've solved the problem. We want to make sure the relationship is good to go. You know, I've met plenty who still, who are still not that in their minds and it causes 
issues for what they can do actually for the world. It's surprising what you have to deal with with that. Mm -hmm. Well, I know we're going to talk futuring and the technique behind it, but first I want to go back to the beginnings of JB the Wizard. So like we said at the beginning, you've, you've had a lot of pivots, man, from medicine, acting, directing, filmmaking, coaching, consulting. Bring us back to the beginning, man. Tell us a little bit about your story, your journey. Sure, sure. Um, so, so I'm German, but I'm also my my father's American, and I came back to America when I was uh, very young, and uh, we moved around every couple of years. My father was American military, and so we um, at the age of nine, I was in California, and I remember the sun setting, and I saw the shadows of people, and I remember looking at them, and they didn't have any strings, right? There was no strings attached, like Pinocchio, and I was thinking, how does that work? how does that work that the people are moving, but they're not attached to anything because, and I had remote control cars and I had one not, not as good remote control car that had a, a, a wire connected to it. And the other one wireless. And so I was seeing that the people were wireless. And I, at that point I wanted to figure out how do bodies work? How do human beings function? And I knew that, um, that was that question I needed to get answered, which eventually brought me to pre-medical exercise physiology. And then I also knew that I was going to be on television someday. So uh, we were watching these funny shows in Living Color, which was amazing. And I would always reenact some of these <laughs> characters. And uh, that's, that's when I knew those two things. And that, that was my life trajectory. So by the time I got to um, college time, you know, I did wrote some essays and things like that. And then got some scholarships and uh, started going to college for pre-medical exercise physiology. And in my sophomore year, the, I was notified. My mom told me about a movie that was coming. And she said, you want to audition for it? They're looking for basketball players. And I played basketball, football, and track in high school. And um, I said, yeah. So long story short, there's a really big story in there. twisting my ankle the day before the audition. But um, I didn't give up then. I knew I was supposed to be there. Uh, I got in there, and it was a film. I didn't know who was going to be in it. I didn't know anything about it. But that was a film with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ed Harris and Alfred Woodard. Um, who's in C right now in, in Apple and that sort of thing. And from there, I got an agent. I started doing theater as well because I heard that theater actors thought, you know, basically that television actors weren't as good and television actors had opinions about theater actors. So I said, let me just, let me, I'll decide. Let me do both of them. So I auditioned for a theater role and I got the lead in four in all four of the, the performances. And I had no idea what theater was. I never memorized the line before. I didn't do any of this stuff. And so I had to learn acting extremely quickly. I did. And then uh, I continued to do acting, got my equity card, um, performed with some Broadway actors, Jensen Ackles, Lou Diamond Phillips, who's a Tony Award winner. And then um, started to direct and produce because I knew I wanted to be a director. And I found the, it, it all sounds like, this is really how it happened, but it sounds like, oh, it's just like, and then this happened. But <laughs> in between was a lot of pain. In between was a lot of pain, you know. But then um, I found the director for the the uh, the God the producer of the Godfather trilogies, and then the director of Children of the Corn, and they were so nice. They allowed me to shadow their classes, which connected me to the students. I then went on to be in Prison Break on Fox, did some international commercials, and um, eventually a Fortune 500 company found my work. And I started doing some films for them. And that brought me to, to consulting and coaching. Now, how does it all fit together? Which is part of the atomic core 
which is part of futuring and getting into alignment. So the core of it all is with the body. I love healing. I love the body. I'm very much into that process. And the whole point of me learning about the body is to, to help make sure that it was whole. Okay. So when I started to act with acting, people think acting is pretending, but acting is telling the truth. No one pays money to watch somebody pretend on screen. They're not, that's not what we pay money for. If, if you ever see somebody pretending on screen, you think that they are a bad actor. When you see someone who is, let's just use the word convincing, really they're just being honest and actually present in that moment. So as a director, I got very good helping the CEOs and executives be authentic and present in this moment that we were together. And so when I started to consult, I said, how can I help people to do that without the camera, without the editing? How can I strip back all of the noise and focus in on what I'm very great at? And I started off with public speaking because I'd done so many performances, you know, in front of thousands and thousands of people and all that stuff. So that was an obvious transition. And as I started to help people with public speaking and deal with anxiety or fear and that sort of thing, all I kept focusing in on was alignment. That was the source of how to ensure we can tap into a person's what I call atomic core. Well, then people started to contact me and hire me and they, and I would ask them, okay, great. You know, what made you reach out to me? And they said, you just seem so happy. And it was like, what? You do see it says <laughs> public speaking coach. You're hiring me because I look happy? And they're like, yeah, yeah, because, you know, I want that. And, there was, and, I, and it took me a long time to figure out what does that mean? Because I'm not, I mean, I smile a ton, but like at the same time, I wouldn't categorize myself as like, I, I didn't know that that's what people were picking up on. So then, I talked about alignment a lot, and then people were saying, yeah, yeah, happy, and then alignment. So I said, you know what? If that's what people are getting, let me take away this title and that word and just focus in on alignment, which deals with helping people to be completely whole, looking at a person from a holistic point of view and making sure that there are no blocks because a block is what causes a cardiac infarction, a heart attack. It's what causes thrombosis, right? Blocks are not good. We want flow, right? So really... I've been doing the exact same thing for 20-something years now, just in different areas with different titles that people call it. And that's what brought me to exactly where I am now. I've just been honing the craft and skill from going from a general practitioner to a neurosurgeon of the mind. Okay. That's how, that's how I got here. And so I, every session we go in, I very, very much consider it mental surgery for sure. Um it's where we get, uh, you know, people call me, you know, the wizard or alignment guru or chiropractor of the soul or um, that sort of thing. All we're doing is we're organizing the mind. And that takes a lot of, you know, surgery of unplugging things from where they shouldn't be and dealing with the subconscious um, to plug it into what I call, again, your atomic core so you can be fully you. That, so that's, that's how I got to this place. Whew. That's a lot. There's a lot we could dive into a, there, uh, JB. There's a lot. And I skipped something. Yeah. <laughs> and I skipped right. So where, when, when you start with most people, where do you yeah. most often see where they're feeling that out of alignment? Yeah, where is it showing up for them? That's the surprising thing. 
is uh, I do a data dump, right, where they, they'll get on a call. They'll say, okay, can we get on a, a call or alignment session? And then I'll just say, you know, how are you doing? Or, you know, what's, what's going on? And this is where we're taking, you know, the equivalent of an X-ray or M- MRI scan, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so they're just putting it all out. Imagine just taking a ton, a ton of footage, and then we're going to edit it, right, in the editing room. So that's what's happening. So they're sharing things, sharing things. And what seems to be the common thing that pops up is what I mentioned before. They're, they, they can't figure out why they don't feel as happy as it seems like they should be feeling with the things that they have and the things that they've accomplished. Uh, they tend to feel, they always describe it like a nagging thought or nagging things they don't know how to take action on. They're not sure of the first steps. Uh, it, every time comes up, uh, eventually, you know, some sort of potential disconnect, not a bad disconnect, but potential disconnect with the spouse. Most people are too afraid to even talk about that because they're, they're scared to even talk to me because what if it means I'm not supposed to be with the person I'm with? That's mm-hmm. terrifying. That's a very terrifying thought. You know, it's a lot of years put into that or a lot of effort. So that's a terrifying thing. So you need a bravery muscle for that. Um, a lot of people are at a certain position and the thought of stepping down from CEO, that's emotional. Um, so I, I, that's a big, so life decisions. Should I continue here? Should I take off on my own? You know, these types of questions uh, come up um, every every single time. Um, I'm really great at what I do, they'll say. Um, you know, I'm good at a lot of different things. I just, But I know if I would figure out basically how to package myself with all of the things that I am, that I would be able to not just do better financially, but just feel completely together. They don't like to feel separated internally like the energy is going everywhere and not being as efficient as it could be right Mm -hmm. um so those those are the things that that come up every single time and surprising things in my opinion it's surprising um that the difference between the men and the women i find that very surprising because the women i work with they're you know they're amazing and they're they're crushing it. And what I find with the women is they, they're almost doing it to prove something else. And they're tired of that. They don't want to prove it anymore. Um, but what's going on in the modern society is they don't have any idea of how to, what to do with that feeling. You know, mm-hmm. what do I do with the fact, you know, because I'm supposed to be successful. I'm supposed to be a mompreneur. I'm supposed to want these things that I don't actually want. So I find that comes up so often. It's it's very interesting to me. And then for men, I find it also interesting and atypical. But they're really, really uh, concerned about their relationships. And it has to deal with uh, the whole leveling up together thing. So I think both sexes would surprise the other sex <laughs> interesting yeah well how yeah. much how much of a um just so you know if we get cut off here the weather's turning really wild here so if the, we lose power or something we'll get you back on but uh, how much of a role do you think identity plays in that you know from what i've seen i mean whether it's personal friends whether it's business leaders i'm talking with uh consistently 
so many of them struggle with that identity piece of how do you balance your identity? How do you see your identity? You know, a lot of people see themselves, oh, I'm a CEO. And then they, they have that guilt of, you know, is that my identity? Am I a parent? Am I a spouse? Am I a whatever? You know, and they're, they're trying, it's like a game of juggling balls of which identity they are in the moment. Yeah, identity is everything. It's certainly everything. Um, so much so that this this is also surprising to me, but it makes sense. It, identity is so much of something that at this particular level, when somebody's connecting with me, there is the best word I could say. I don't even think sadness is the word. Um just a little brokenness. I would use the word broken. There's a brokenness in not being seen for who you are because everyone is staring at an identity that you have. So the individual almost never feels seen. And that hurts. That means the person is treated like a piece of property or, you know, like, and that's not who we are. We're, we're people, <laughs> you know, and a human who is not viewed as a human, it's going to hurt. And so uh, once the, the, the powerful thing that happens in the process of getting into alignment and futuring is really seeing who you are, why you're here. And when you see that with a certain level of clarity, you become invincible. Once you become invincible, the titles, and those are not the identities, but the titles, you begin to be able to use them however you see fit. And now everything else works for you. It's just like escaping from the matrix and then coming back into the matrix and being able to do whatever you want to do. Interesting. Okay, walk us walk us through, JB, if you would, kind of the process that you take people through in this in the futuring. call the five ingredients you know I, I wrote a book it's called alignment alchemy and it kind of goes through some of it goes through all of it but we want to take a look at your atomic core okay now all of these things uh, are terms that i created so you're not going to, be able to find them anywhere except for my book but the atomic core is this i call it the atomic core because i think about a submarine that has an atomic reactor in it and it's able to stay out in the ocean for months and months and months at a time, as opposed to like I'm doing right now, charging my car, <laughs> you know, <laughs> needing to come in for a charge or something like that. It's able to stay out for months and months at a time. Well, you as a human being also have that atomic reactor, that atomic core that powers and can power everything. Now, in order to get to and see and identify what your atomic core is, you have to get into alignment. Think about your spinal column or a straw. If a straw were kinked or bent, you would not be able to look through the tube because it's bent. So when we make sure you're in alignment, we're able to look down through the tube and see clearly what your atomic core is, which is your purpose, your drive, who you actually are. At that point, we have to flex the bravery muscle. 
All right, so JB, you were touching on looking at the atomic core, and then it really starts with getting into alignment. And I know you left off here as we got cut out here uh, due to some weather uh, issues here. You talked about flexing that bravery and really uh, the concept of just taking action. You know, knowledge is power, but it's really useless, obviously, unless you do something with it. That's exactly right. So once, once we know what that alignment is, and that atomic core, we're in alignment. We're looking down into the atomic core. We have to take action on flexing the bravery muscle. That is what is key. That's what sets one person apart from the next person. Now, once we're flexing that bravery muscle, we want to plug that into our circadian schedule. Now, circadian schedule is a major part of what I do with people, which is the mental organization. So why is that so important? Because the people that we work with, if they're dealing with burnout, if they're dealing with anxiety, if they're dealing with stress, if they're dealing with overwhelm, if they're dealing with, they think everything is fine, but then, um, you know, maybe their spouse would say otherwise, right? Like, you're not going to bed, you're going to bed quite late because there's a lot of ideas running in the mind, that sort of thing. So the circadian schedule, we take a look at what are your natural predispositions towards things, the time of day, when are you primed to do what? You know, um, I don't want to use the word need. That's a wizard cuss word. But when are you when are you primed to do the activities that you are empowered and excellent for? When? Okay, that could be day of the week, time of time of the day, that sort of thing. But we also want to identify what are those particular activities, so that it could be that there are activities to delegate. Um, but then if we want, we want to get those activities right. I use a, a process we call called cloning, as opposed to just delegating because that that the process of delegating without doing it correctly can also be disastrous and, and useless and highly inefficient so we cover all that with circadian schedule when are you primed to do what you need to do who should be doing it how should they be doing it in the most efficient way then we get to the fifth part which is futuring futuring is uh bringing it all together with the full life design it is taking action on what you see is your atomic core that is in your alignment and then bringing that into your now, which is the final line of how I sign off, you know, my podcast and other things is I'll see you in the present, which is the future you design. So it's important to have your cake and eat it too, right? Which is another phrase I, I really, really dislike because typically they mean like, what do you want? Your cake and eat it too? Yeah, of course. Why else would anyone have a piece of cake except for to eat it? So in life, it's the same thing. We want people to have their cake and eat it too as they're going towards this process. Otherwise, it's just another goal-setting routine. It's just another, um, you know, hit it hard, put your head down, embrace the suck. It's, it's just all that stuff, which does not work, okay, without breaking somebody or something. So futuring enables you to enjoy the process of climbing that mountain Um the whole time, which is what enables you to get to the top in a wholesome way. That's the process, and that's what futuring is and the, and the ingredients of alignment. Oh, I love two things that you mentioned there in particular. Number one was around um, the idea of finding the times that work best for you. Because I think a lot of people really have no idea when those are or they're, or they're not optimizing them. You know, when are you most productive? When are you most creative? When are you... Uh, you know, when's the best time to do certain things in your life, spend time with family, whatever it may be. And then the, 
Second one was, man, when you say enjoy the process, oh, that is like the biggest struggle, I think, for everybody because we're, you know, we we are anxious about the future. We are disappointed with the past and we're just trying to find where the hell we are in the present. <laughs> man, that's right. Yeah. Enjoy the process. Oh, my gosh. Because all you have. You know, if you go too far with it, it's like, let's just be present. Well, if you just focus on that, then you're not paying attention to where you're going. If you're paying attention to where you're going, then you're not present. What is that ideal balance? That's future. Mm-hmm. So yeah. give us give us some examples of some of the breakthroughs that you've had uh, with some of the people that you've worked with. I mean, examples of maybe what they've really struggled with and then what they really came to realize um, maybe when they finished up with working with you or maybe when they had some breakthroughs and are, and are continuing to work with you. Sure, sure. It's it's um it's not always money, but I, you know I do like making people money. It's fun for me, and so uh, that that is a result. Sometimes there's there's almost always money that they're sitting on and don't quite realize is there because once they package themselves in a way that makes sense and they feel good about, it, they're gonna do the work that everybody else is telling them to do, which is difficult to do, but they're gonna do it naturally. So that's why it seems like it just comes out of nowhere, but it's not really coming out of nowhere. It's just that you're in alignment now. So we tend to see um, opportunities that were not previously noticed before. The spouses, again, in relationships, they tend to notice the the other spouse um, being more present with them. So there is an emotional reward. There is a, a feeling of clarity that enables the person this is what i what i found with people who work with me they they have this clarity and then they feel um that they can make decisions in a way that impacts their work and their money so you know it, it does impact business in the way of having that mental clarity that they're wanting um the sense of fulfillment that they have at first sometimes can bring them to a place of nothing else in the world matters but there's a balance to that too. So I've seen them go through that process all the way to where they had, again, this is money, but you know, having, I'll say the number eight, less than $10 in the bank account and then messaging me a week later. I mean, this just happened, but um, you know, closing a $6 million deal. Like how does that happen? Wow. You know, so it's, it's not an easy, pro- alignment is tricky because um, alignment moves. And I don't think people understand that. There is no arrival point until you're dead. So um, alignment is like, (laughs) speaking of storms, the center of a tornado, the center of a hurricane, this is where it's calm and quiet. But the hurricane and the storm, they move. Once you understand alignment and you're in alignment and you can read the messages, you can move along with the storm and you're in the most peaceful place. That's alignment. That's where you want to be. In the book, I talk about being on the back of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, that if you run into the house to get away from the T-Rex, you, can't, you don't know where the T-Rex is, so it could stomp on your house at any moment, and you have all this anxiety and fear and vibrations that are happening while it walks. But if you're on the back of the T-Rex, you see where the T-Rex is the entire time. And most people are too afraid to get on the back of the T-Rex, but it really is the safest place to be. So that's alignment, again. So it doesn't mean that things are, you know, super smooth. It can be very rough, but I see people come out the end of that roughness because um, 
going through the roughness in a state of alignment is infinitely better than going through pain without being in alignment, which is just stress, pain, anxiety, and fear. So, yeah, uh, you, you beat me to the punch yeah. on the T-Rex one because I was going to ask, do you see many people that actually use that storm as an advantage? You know, they use it as a catalyst maybe in their life. What happens is the storm, it becomes, uh, the best word I could say about it is, um, it's the only way I can think about it, it's nothing. There, it's all, <laughs> there is no storm. That, that's the crazy thing. So when the storm comes, and I have to use that term because of from where we're phrasing it, it looks like a storm to everybody else. What you see when your alignment is it just it's just a fact and that is what i realized later people were picking up on when they saw that i was quote unquote happy all the time happiness i don't think people understand what happiness is happiness is simply being in control that's all it is it's when we feel the loss of control that we begin to feel other emotions of fear and lack and anxiety it's because we're feeling some lack of control. So then we attempt to do things to gain control. We do things that could be physically, uh, you know, uh, over somebody. We do things where we think more money will give us more control, freedom, and choices. But once you understand how to have self-mastery and be fully in control, this is when you no longer have to go through the ups and the downs. Therefore, when the storms come and you don't experience the up and the down, you have a clarity of decision in the midst of what is a storm to everyone else that helps you to be on top. And this is what we start, why we start to see other physical results of money, uh, uh, business successes, different avenues that you've always been wanting to go towards opening up. Uh, just the other day, a client of mine, we're focused, we've, we figured out how to get like 30 things that are in her mind. And, and we figured out the three things to focus on. And once you focus on those three things, you no longer have to think about the other 27 things that are on the bucket list. Mm -hmm. Because when they're in alignment, everything else gets covered. And all of a sudden, she got a call from some, it wasn't a Hollywood guy, but basically a, a large film people to have her. And we were focusing on one item of building a community, which is one of the things she's focusing on. And that thing seemed to have come out of, quote unquote, nowhere. It's not out of nowhere. Now you're on the path. So everything, when you're in, in the proper emotional state, can come to you. And I'm not talking about manifestation and astral projection, but when you're in the correct state, you can think, it, think of it like um, uh, the brain works this way. When you just buy a red car, you, you think everybody else has a red car. Mm -hmm. but it, they've always been there, but with the reticular activating system, we didn't notice it before. So when you're in the correct mental state, uh, you're able to notice those opportunities, okay? That's what happens. And so Harvard study covered it. Um, Chris Voss talks about it in his book. They're in a heightened state, Harvard talked about being 10% more intelligent. It's really simply that the blood is flowing to the correct areas of the brain so that we can access the solution-oriented uh, areas that we need to solve certain problems. All of that happens in a heightened state when you're in alignment and you have control over yourself. That's how that works together scientifically. So it sounds like more mental clarity equals a much stronger law of attraction. Yeah, when, when, when mental clarity, when you create that space, 
Yes. Yep. Right. Of of your truth, you allow it to come where it's trying to come anyways. It's just like water. Water is trying to go wherever it can easiest, you know, can go most easily. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that keeps it from coming is if something were to um, get in front of the water, uh, block the path. Fear, anxiety, and stress blocks what's already trying to come to you. Yep. I, I detect a strong hint of stoicism, too, uh, in, in everything that you do with the concept and idea around control controlling the mindset, which I love. Yeah, my a lot of my clients are. I'm just Jewish, you know. So, <laughs> but so I don't really subscribe to a lot of the things. But some of my clients are very into stoicism and stoics, and there are a lot of stoic principles that work. Mm-hmm. The really thing that I'm very focused on is truth. So to me, if it's numerology, zodiac, astrology, Mormonism, Christianity, Judaism, I don't care what it is. If it's truth, it will work across all of the planes. Let's let's finish up with this, JB. I want you to touch on a couple items that I think so many people struggle with. The the feelings of depression and anxiety, you know, and and I think obviously everybody goes through both of those, you know. And I'm not saying, you know, major clinical depression. I'm just saying dealing with the typical ups and downs in life and that feeling of just anxiety around the future, the unknown. Um, what would be some tips you would leave people with of where can they really start to uh, begin to address those items in particular? Sure. Yeah, sure. So we're, we're actually going to go, um, I do live alignment sessions on Instagram every Tuesday and Thursday at 115 Eastern um, in the U.S. time. And um, so we're going live tomorrow with, with on this topic. There's some fear that came up. And so, she, so one of my clients, she said, um, I'm afraid of this, that, and the other, you know, and I'm, and I'm kicking it away and I'm shooing it, you know, I'm getting rid of it. I'm crushing it. I said, don't do that. Just let it come. So just let it come. And so if you're dealing with fear, anxiety, don't, don't try to quiet it down. Let it come. Think mm-hmm. about it. Like, listen to it. What is it saying? You know, you know, what if this happens? What if that, just go with it. What if it does happen? We, I, I call it the what if technique. That's part of the futuring, um, alignment alchemy course we go into that so we call it the what if technique which really should be called and then what but <laughs> i still call it what if technique but let's say you're anxious or nervous about something happening in your mind let it happen and then in your mind you know i want you to feel it and then what what will you do well and then i'll do this okay and then what will happen and just continue to go until there's nothing left and sit with it if you do this correctly, you're, you're going to be problem solving the entire time. And by the time you get to the worst, 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 worst scenario, and I've worked with some very bad situations. So, you know, from rape to abuse to neglect to, I mean, beat, I mean, everything to just, you know, feeling bad. It kind of really doesn't matter. Um, go, go with this. What if, and then technique. And then, uh, you're going to come out of it. So that's the first thing. That's the first thing that I'd want you to do like this week. If you're dealing with that, you know, it could be anxious about money, business, relationship, whatever, just keep on going with it. And then, um, by the time you're done with it, take as much time as you need. Um, you'll have a solution. 
Awesome. And I want you to touch on one last item. So I lied a few minutes ago, but I want you to touch on the idea of you talk about how the answers are already inside ourselves. So everything, yeah. you know, whether it's our, our fears, our dreams, our goals, the eliminating anxiety, depression, finding fulfillment, um, we already know it's already inside of us. Touch on that a little bit, JB. Yeah, that's a major thing. That's a foundational principle I begin the book with. You already have all the answers. So some of you are like, well, then what are you doing here? Nothing. I'm not doing it. I'm just helping you to see the answers you already have. That's yep. it. I don't do anything. And I, I said it in the book, like, there's nothing I'm saying that's new. I'm just saying it in a way that you could process, you know. There's all these other things out here to do this and whatever. It's difficult to process. So you already have the answers to whatever it is that might, you might be dealing with. So what we have to do is quiet the noise. We have to quiet the noise. So your, your cultural influence, your familial influence, the language you might speak, the religion you might be in, the, the children that might have expectations of you, the, the spouse, it doesn't matter what it might be. This is all noise. And we have to... I'm going to use the word have to right now. If we can quiet that for a moment, for a little bit, you know, we quiet that noise down and actually hear the answer that is talking to you nonstop, okay? That's the answer to whatever it is that you might be dealing with. What we deal with is there's a little bit of challenge sometimes to quiet the noise, right? But if we can quiet that noise, the answer has been talking the entire time. Then we have to flex the bravery muscle and act on the answer that you already know. So it can be reassuring to a lot of people to realize the answer is not outside of you. Just knowing that will affect with an A the way you are approaching different books you're going to read, different groups mm -hmm. you're part of in Facebook, different advertisements you're responding to. It will change the way you in engage and interact with anything that's coming into your space. So that's, that's how I go into that one. I love it. Yeah, it's kind of the concept of the teacher arrives when the student is ready, except the teacher is, is you. It's yourself. Yeah, I like that. Exactly, exactly. The teacher is you. I love that. Cool. Well, JB, man, I wish we had all day to talk some more, but uh, <laughs> we got to wrap. We got to wrap this one, man. So tell us, uh, tell our listeners, uh, where can we find you and follow you? Sure. Thanks. The easiest way is to go to Instagram at JB the wizard and send me a DM from there. Uh, you'll be guided to wherever else you might want to go. That's the cleanest way to connect. Perfect. Awesome. All right, everybody, check them out on Instagram. Uh, JB, thanks again, man. Some phenomenal information around, uh, man, I just think of the word self-awareness and direction and clarity are the three th three words I really kind of come to, you know, listening to you over the Beautiful. last bit here of how do we find more clarity? How do we find direction? And man, just taking time to be in touch with yourself because like you said, all the answers are already inside of us. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time out and going through a storm. It's so perfect that that was happening because we did it. You know, we, we went through the storm to talk with each other. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm sure the last the last 45 minutes or so here, there's going to be all kinds of noises on this podcast from doors opening and me entering the control room to finish it out. But like we said, hey, man, we, we adapt and we move on, right? 
So we sure did. <laughs> okay, awesome, JB. Appreciate you being on here, man. Uh, everybody listening, with that, uh, don't forget to follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at Patrick Metzger Coaching. Uh, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Definitely a fantastic one uh, with JB the Wizard. Uh, be sure to subscribe to and rate uh, the Patrick Metzger Show podcast. And as you guys know, show notes are always on my website, patrick-metzger.com. And uh, share some info around JB the Wizard, man. Some phenomenal stuff here. Okay, tag a, tag a friend, tag uh, somebody you know that uh, needs to hear today's message. So until next time, I want to remind everybody to own you and the journey. <laughs>